Just Man's the Podcast. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the podcast. It's your girl, Amanda. And if you guys are new here, thank you for being here. It's so nice to meet you. You can also find me on my Instagram at JustMans or over on my blog, JustMans.com, which is actually getting a remake right now. So you guys should check that out once it is all refreshed and just a little bit more me. And you can also find me on my YouTube. It's just Amanda DeMarco. I'm starting to get more into that. Definitely going to be doing a lot more videos. So definitely check out my YouTube page. I just hit 100 subscribers, which is a milestone in my book. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to take a second to just thank everybody from the bottom of my heart that's left me ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. You guys have no idea how much a rating and a review actually helps out my show and allows other people to find me and join this little community of ours that we've built. And I just, again, thank you guys so much. Your words, your five-star ratings, they just mean so much to me. The people who have actually written out reviews, wow. I mean, I know there's so many other things you can be doing with your day. And the fact that you just took five minutes out of your day to write me a review makes me so, so happy. So again, if you guys have not rated, you can do so on the bottom of my show on Apple Podcasts and it just really helps other people find me. So this will be episode number 15 of the podcast and I've just been kind of reflecting on the kind of content and material that I want to put out and I really am loving this casual vibe of just having coffee with you guys. That's how it feels to me. It's like I'm having coffee or I'm drinking wine with you guys. Not that I'm drinking wine because I'm almost seven months pregnant, but when I'm not pregnant, the wine will be flowing. I just really want it to be more of a laid back style. So I want to sprinkle in some solo episodes where I'm just talking to you guys and we're just chatting and a few interviews where I'm talking to really interesting, cool people and also bringing people on like my boyfriend and my friends and my family and kind of just, again, keeping it casual while also still providing you guys value because that's one of my number one things on this podcast. Two of my number one things are honesty and giving you guys resources and providing value so that you can grow and learn and be inspired and just leave this episode or every episode with something new to take away. So I figured this week I would just do a solo episode because the next few weeks on the podcast, I'm going to be doing a lot of interviews. I'm going to be bringing a lot of cool people to you guys. And I just figured we should have a chat today. You know, keep it casual. Like I was saying, I'm drinking coffee right now. Can you hear it? A little ASMR. Let me take a sip. Oh, let me share my coffee order with you guys. So I just discovered this coffee shop. I don't know why I just discovered it because it's literally a hundred steps from my parents' front door. Don't ask. I just, I didn't want to give it a try. Anyway, my coffee order is an iced oat milk latte with vanilla syrup, but not just any vanilla syrup. They have their own homemade vanilla syrup. And I'm telling you, it's it's life-changing. It's not like the vanilla syrup you get from Starbucks. It's not like the vanilla syrup you get from your local coffee shop. It is next level. It's top notch. And you guys should try it out if you live in Denver. Pablo's Coffee. So it's oat milk iced latte with their homemade vanilla syrup. Thank me later. 
So I just got back from St. Pete with my family and my boyfriend and I am peeling so bad. Pregnancy brain is for real, you guys. Okay. So one day I went on a run and then I literally just jumped into the ocean and sat my ass on a chair for probably six hours. And I kid you not, I completely forgot to put facial sunscreen on. I put sunscreen all over my body, everything. I like even reapplied on my body, but not once, not once did I think to put it on my face. And you know why? It's because I thought that I already had. It's because I thought that I already had put facial sunscreen on. If that's not pregnancy brain, I don't know what is. I immediately put aloe vera on, but it just, you know, it was, it was too late. I am peeling so bad on my face. And thankfully, I've been able to like use my mom's Clarisonic kind of exfoliating brush thing and got a lot of the dead skin off. But yeah, I just, my poor face, it's fried. I'm, I'm never doing that again. Um, but yeah, other than that, St. Pete was great. It was really awesome to spend time with my brother, my brother's girlfriend, and then Lucas's family. Because again, I don't know if you guys know this, but Lucas recently moved out to Denver to live with me and his parents still live in Orlando where we met. So they really don't get to spend much time with me or Lucas. And the fact that I'm pregnant, like really kills me that they can't be around all the time. Uh, because I know, I know that they would love to, and his family is amazing. I love them so much. So it was so nice to get to hang out with them and his sister and just have a lot of family time. It was much needed. And one thing that I realized though, about the Gulf. So we went to St. Pete and I, I grew up in Orlando, which is basically 45 minutes from New Smyrna, Daytona, that kind of area. And I had a beach condo in Ponce Inlet, Florida, and that's on the Atlantic ocean. That water is a lot more rough and wavy, but it's also a lot colder. The Gulf is like a bathtub. It's literally like a warm hot tub. It was it was enjoyable, but at the same time, it's like after a run when I'm sweating my face off, all I want to do is jump in like a cold pool. And it was like a bathtub, like a lukewarm bathtub. It was probably 82 degrees. You know, it, it was it was great. The water was a lot more clear and it was awesome to just lay in and float all day because there wasn't much waves but I wish it was like five degrees colder nevertheless I got my ocean fixed because living in Colorado is amazing but since it's landlocked there's no body of water that you can just jump into and I was really craving a body of water so got my fix and I'm so happy to be back in Denver especially because like I mentioned on the last podcast episode which if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that definitely go do so it's with Lucas it's about fitness and gym anxiety and just everything in the realm of fitness and relationships but if you already listened to that episode you know that we recently just got a apartment so we're moving into our new place August 2nd and it's so nice to be back so that we can just start getting all the furniture and stuff. We've already been furniture shopping. We got our couch, we got our bedding, we got our headboard. And now all we need to get is like the dining room stuff and then side tables and end tables. So still a lot of things that we need to get, but we pretty much got the essentials for like when we move in, we'll have places to sit and sleep, which is obviously the most important thing. And I'm in love with our couch. So originally I made a Pinterest board of the vibe and the ideas that I was going for for our apartment. And I really want it to be cozy, comforting, bright, light, neutral, and also 
really kind of rustic colors so like burnt oranges and green like olive greens and mustard yellows things like that more deserty vibe with a lot of plants and like wood and you guys will see uh, maybe I'll make my I'll make my Pinterest board public for you guys so you guys can see the vibe that I'm going for I'll leave my link of Pinterest in the uh, show notes below so you guys can see that but yeah so we got burnt orange bedding and a white headboard which I'm obsessed with and then the couch is this big slouchy four-piece couch with an ottoman that's light gray and it's just amazing originally I reposted something just like it on my Pinterest and I showed Lucas I was like how amazing is this couch and he's like I absolutely fucking hate that couch and I was like well we're going to go look and see if we can find something like it. But, you know, on Pinterest, when you're like, OK, that's just like a really Pinteresty Tumblr esque piece of furniture. You're probably not going to find that anywhere. Well, we walk into this place called American Furniture Warehouse in Denver and they have the same freaking couch that I pinned on my Pinterest board. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, Lucas, that's the couch that I wanted. We walk over to it and he's like, oh, like it actually looks kind of cool. We sit in it and he's like, sold. This is like the comfiest couch you will ever sit on in your life because it's not super upright. It's like the pillows in the back, the backboard of the couch is like slanted and slouchy and it's just has huge seats. It's so you just sink into it. And I know a lot of people don't like couches like that. I originally didn't love couches like that, but I'm thinking about being a new mom. And I'm also thinking about the fact that Lucas and I are very social people and we have people that we want to visit us from Florida. So if people want to come sleep on our couch, they can. It's big enough. It's comfortable. And so it was perfect. I also am super excited to put the baby in a snuggle me organic and just lay him on the couch while either I nap or I get some work done because again, I was like, Lucas, you can tell me that you like this couch or you don't like this couch, but I'm still going to probably get it because I'm going to be the one spending the most time on that couch with the baby. Anyway, we just went to our apartment complex and got into a unit that's exactly like the one that we'll be moving into and took a bunch of dimensions. So the couch fits perfectly. The headboard that we bought fits perfectly. Wait, does it? I don't. Oh my God. I don't even think I looked at the dimensions. I think it fits. It, we got a king bed, which is much needed. So, but our room is big. So I think it's fine. Hopefully it's fine. Crossing my fingers. Oh, we also need to get bar stools. But what I was going to say is I've been looking on Wayfoot. Look, not Way. What? <sighs> Coffee makes me talk too fast. Anyway, let's slow it down, Amanda. I've been looking on Wayfair and Overstock.com. And my aunt is an interior designer. So she told me about this website called Novogratz. I think it's the Novogratz, which is more of a modern chic place to buy furniture stuff. And you can buy art and like decor too. But they have a really limited selection of furniture, so I would definitely just stick to the decor on Novogratz. But Wayfair and Overstock.com have the most amazing prices and just deals that you can find literally anywhere. Also, Amazon has awesome furniture too. Like, Don't sleep on Amazon. They have really chic things. So yeah, we got into our apartment unit and we took dimensions and we videoed that. So you guys will see that in a upcoming YouTube series about my apartment. And once I get into my apartment, I'll definitely be doing a lot more YouTube videos. I just, I, I don't know. It's, it's something about living not in my own house. I feel like I'm on top of my parents and someone's either in the kitchen cooking or 
watching TV and I just can't really find a quiet place to record the content that I want. So definitely look out for more YouTube videos when we move into our apartment. We are just so happy to be back in Denver and kind of just stay put here until we move and the baby comes because we have a lot to do with the apartment, but we're so excited about it. Also, another fun thing that I'm so pumped about is that Orange Theory just reopened in Denver. I go to the Baker location mostly. I, I kind of switch it up sometimes, but mostly it's Baker. And they just opened up. They're doing 45-minute classes. And oh, it just feels so refreshing to get back into a gym or a studio. And it's just my favorite kind of workout. Hit, cardio, running, weight training. Like it's a, it's a perfect blend of everything. And I'm so happy to be back in there. That actually leads me to something I want to talk about, which is listening to your body while you're pregnant. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I feel like I've gotten a lot of Instagram DMs from people just commenting on how active I've been staying, how much I've been working out or how I've been working out more at six months pregnant than they have ever. And they're not pregnant. And I am totally cool with these comments and I love getting you guys' feedback and just hearing or even just seeing you guys notice how active I am. Um, I've been listening to my body more than I ever have in my entire life being pregnant. And I think that's what I wanted to kind of touch on is, you know, I'm being as active as I am because I feel good and I feel like I can be being this active. I'm going to Orange Theory. I'm still running on the treadmill when I can. I'm taking it a little bit slower and I'm walking more in between, but I'm still doing that. I'm still, you know, pushing myself to getting up to like 160 beats per minute, which is where like I usually am when I work out. I'm still hiking a lot when I can. I just, I feel super good and I feel like being active really feels good in my body right now. But I want to tell people like that's not the same for everybody. You know, I've had a pretty easy pregnancy so far and fingers crossed that it stays that way. But I just I want people to know that listening to your body is so important when you're pregnant. I feel like when you're pregnant, there's so many rules just shoved into your face, you know, of things that you're supposed to avoid or things that you're supposed to do and things that you're not supposed to avoid. And one, I don't do well with rules anyway, but two, it's just kind of bullshit. Like, for example, I eat tuna every now and then. I drink coffee every single day, most days. I've had a sip of wine or champagne or a margarita if my parents or my boyfriend gets one because I want to taste it. And I don't drink the whole thing. I don't even have two sips. I have a sip. I eat sushi occasionally. I have traveled out of the state. I've been on an airplane when I was six months pregnant, which usually they say, you know, after six months, don't travel. I continue to work out hard and run. I've taken hot baths and it's all fine. You know, these are things that, you know, people have their opinions on and people are going to tell you, oh, you can absolutely do that. Or, oh my gosh, you're going to kill your baby. Like, don't do that. Like, I'm dead serious. People, people tell you that. And I just want to let you guys know if you guys are pregnant or just if you're wondering about pregnancy, like it is one of the most crucial times to just go with your gut because I'm telling you, your gut knows best. Like all of these things that I've been doing is because I feel good doing them. It's like, I know it's almost just like intuition, like drinking coffee and feels intuitive to me and it feels good. And I know that I'm not hurting my baby, you know, like same with sushi. Also, 
women when they're pregnant in Japan eat sushi. Women in Italy when they're pregnant drink wine. Like it's so different depending on the culture. And I feel like in America, at least you get so consumed with what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do when you're pregnant. And I don't want to just say fuck it, but like I want to encourage people to obviously listen to their doctors, but also just listen to their gut because their gut is so strong and you need to listen to your body and let it tell you what it should and shouldn't do because it really knows. I mean, it's creating a life. Also, pregnancy is such an individual thing. And even though I'm super active or I eat sushi occasionally or I eat tuna occasionally or I drink coffee daily, that's not going to work for every single person. And I always say this to people who ask me about my pregnancy, but I'm like, this is the first time that I felt like so content in the place that I'm that I'm in right now because I feel like I was meant to to do this. Like women's bodies were literally meant to create life and be a home for a baby and I just feel like I'm so in tune with my body because I'm doing something that it's made to do if that makes any sense. But again, go with your gut, do what you think is best and Take things with a grain of salt, like literally let other people's opinions go in one ear and out the other. Listen to your doctor, but also, you know what's best. So, you know, own that. Be confident in your judgment. Guys, that was a long intro. Sorry about it. That was probably half this episode already, but I am going to get into shit, mom. My mom's calling me. Hey, I'm recording a podcast. Anyway. I know that was a long intro, but let's just jump right into the episode. It is all about self-growth. So I think honesty and self-growth, I can't, why can't I say self-growth? Self-growth. There we go. Self, oh my God, I really can't say this word. Okay, give me a second. Come on. Self-growth. There we go. Nailed it. (laughs) Is one of my biggest pillars. And I I want that to be one of the biggest things of this podcast too. I want this to all be about growing and evolving and changing individually. You know, growth is something that I actively seek because I crave it. I try and practice it daily. I think in life, if you're not growing, you're doing a disservice to being a human. You're doing a disservice to yourself. The thing about it, though, is I know that a lot of people struggle with where to start with growth. I know that a lot of people want to grow and they want to change and they want to evolve and they want to learn more and they want to just expand their mind. But I know that a lot of people struggle with, okay, how do I do that? So that's why I wanted to record this episode, giving you guys just some tips and habits and daily things that I've done or just, you know, help me make sure that I'm on the track to growing every single day. So first and foremost, I think the most important thing for self-growth is to get to know yourself. So that means scheduling alone time. If you guys don't have a lot of time to spend by yourself or you just don't really want to spend time alone, you're one of those people who loves being around people and you know, you tend to be lonely when you're alone. Literally, I'm not even joking. Schedule the time out to be alone. Just you in your room or in nature or driving or whatever. Schedule time for just you. So if you're a busy person, literally put an hour in your calendar to just spend time with yourself. No electronics, no distractions, just yourself. And I say this because I feel like if you don't truly know enough about yourself, you can't 
go anywhere because you, 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 there's no, there's no foundation to grow from. If you're not aware of, of the person you are now, you can't, you can't be aware of the person you want to be later. And going off of that, I feel like if you don't spend time with yourself, you're never going to really know who you are because you're a different person when you are with your family or with your friends or with strangers. You're a different person than you are when you're alone. So I know it sounds so weird, but literally whether it's 10 minutes to 30 minutes, an hour, a few hours, days, or even like extended periods of times, like, you know, a a retreat for a week or something, schedule the time to be completely alone so that you can allow yourself to get to know yourself. And I really prefer that people do this daily. All right. So I'm kind of doing this in phases. So that was phase one was to get to know yourself and be alone. So schedule alone time and get to know yourself. The next phase is to get busy alone. So when I say be alone and spend time with yourself, I don't necessarily mean like go in your room and be silent or take a bath or rest or just drive mindlessly and aimlessly. Be intentional with your alone time. Meditation is not my method. And maybe that's why, you know, being silent isn't my method either. But what I truly mean when I say schedule out alone time and be alone is to get busy when you're alone. It's the best way to learn about yourself. So don't go on your phone or watch a movie or take a bath unless, well, actually you can take a bath, but just do these things while you're taking the bath. Write, listen to music, read, paint, clean out your room, put outfits together in your closet, literally just get busy while you're alone. Because I feel like when you're interacting with external forces like your phone or a movie, you're not focusing on yourself. Listening to music can allow you to think and and feel. And then writing can allow you to get your thoughts out onto paper and just reflect and and learn about yourself. And painting can also, you know, painting and, and drawing and reading, it takes you out of yourself, but it also is an expression of yourself. So you know, I like doing that because I find out new things about myself if I'm drawing or I'm reading. Cleaning out your room is also another way to learn a lot about yourself. I know it sounds so bizarre, but when you clean out your room, you just, you're able to think about the things that you need and you don't need, or like you learn more about your style or you learn more about the type of person you are, whether you're a hoarder or you're an extreme minimalist. Or putting together outfits in your room, you know, that's a that's a fun way to get to know your fashion sense and your style and just to kind of express your creativity. I think I think getting busy when you're alone should be focused on creativity. However, if you're not really a creative person or you really just have no hobbies or passions or you have no idea what to do when you're alone in your room, I really highly suggest writing. So get yourself a journal and I suggest a journal instead of just like a notebook or a piece of paper that you found laying around your room because a journal is like a little enclosed space for you to go back to and just read, you know, in the future. So it just kind of keeps everything in a little tidy collection. Get yourself a journal and really write. Write down what you like, what you don't like, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, what you can improve on, what your interests are, what can you learn what you can do to take action, literally just start writing. You can even just start by writing about your day or writing about your dreams. Just making that 
that effort to write and, and making it a habit will really facilitate some growth because then you can start to, you know, ask yourself, okay, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What do I need to improve on? And I think writing and getting it down visually and getting it out of your head is really beneficial to growing and self growth. Phase three is to get uncomfortable. And because it's uncomfortable, a lot of people stop here. You know, people will spend time by themselves and they'll figure out their hobbies and they'll figure out their, their interests or they'll, they'll define and, and pinpoint their weaknesses and their strengths, but then they don't get uncomfortable or take action. So this is the take action phase. And again, too, I don't want to, I don't want to scare you guys from growing and, and scare you guys from, from the process altogether. So if you guys, you know, make the effort to be alone and make the effort to get busy when you're alone. That's a step in the right direction. And if that takes you, if you need to spend more time on that before you get uncomfortable, do that. But don't stay stagnant. The next phase is to take action, to get uncomfortable. So put yourself out there and expect uncomfortability. Understand that this is a new and unfamiliar territory and it feels weird, but ding, ding, ding. That is where the growth happens is when you're uncomfortable, it's unfamiliar because then you learn to adapt. So if you have spent time alone and you really realize that, you know, an area that you can improve on is being more compassionate or being more open-minded or being more selfless, then get outside and get into your community. Go volunteer at a soup kitchen, go volunteer at a nursing home, Go do things that can help you hone those skills and develop and improve on those things that you need to work on. If you realized while you were journaling or listening to music that, wow, I really would love to play guitar or I'm just really not good at, I don't know, playing tennis, then schedule yourself an appointment with somebody who who can teach you the guitar or schedule yourself an appointment with a person who can teach you tennis. Like literally go and do these things that you want to do. I know it sounds so obvious, but I too often so many people are like, I want to do this. This is what I need to work on. This is what I I think I I would be really good at, but they never go and do the damn thing. And it's just, it's the most frustrating thing in the world. And I'm not sitting here on a high horse saying that I don't do it either. I do it all the time. I think it's just a part of being human. You know, you second guess yourself, you have doubts, you talk yourself into and out of things. And it's like, we just need to start doing more, take action. So those are my three phases of self growth. Gosh, I really can't say that word. I'm not even going to try to say it anymore. You guys get the gist. So phase one is get to know yourself, spend time alone and schedule it if you have to. The second phase is get busy alone. And I don't mean just sit in your room and watch a movie or go on your phone. I mean, clean out your closet, get busy, draw, write, paint, play guitar, listen to music, think, do anything that'll facilitate that that thought process and that reflective, introspective side of you. And then phase three is get uncomfortable, take action, know that the action might be uncomfortable, but do it anyway. Just freaking Nike it. Okay. So if you're sitting there still confused after I've explained this, I want to give you guys some tangible context or examples of how I've implemented this, these three phases into my life. So for phase one, the way that I've gotten to know myself is I have literally 
gone into my Google calendar before and scheduled out like time batched everything that I need to do for the day and then scheduled out like an hour for me to either go on a walk or be in my room or just be alone. The second phase, what I've done is when I'm on that walk, I'll either listen to a podcast or I'll listen to my podcast or I'll just think. And oftentimes I start writing on my on my phone and my notes about business ideas or things that I want to talk about in a, in a podcast or a caption on Instagram, or I'll go in my room and I'll write and I'll listen to music and I'll journal and I'll, you know, set goals for myself or I'll ask myself questions through writing. And then the third phase, for example, is here's like a very well-rounded thing is like, I've gone on a walk. I listened to a podcast, which inspired me to start my own podcast. And then the third thing that I did to get uncomfortable was start my own podcast. You know what I mean? Things like that. So I've made more of an effort to put myself out there. You know, I've, I've gotten alone so that I can think about my goals. I've thought about my goals so that I can implement my goals. And then I've implemented my goals to achieve those goals, you know, comes full circle. So I also wanted to provide you guys with some resources for growth, for self growth (laughs) before we go. Um, the first resource that I want to mention is Mark Manson's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I read this book. I don't even know when it came out. I think I read it like one of the first couple months that it came out before everybody else started reading it. And I was just absolutely blown away by it. It is so eye-opening and so it's like a wake-up call. And the thing about it too, it's like it's nothing that like you don't already know. And I'm a pretty not give a fuck person to begin with. So when I was reading it, I was like, yeah, this is totally me. Like rock on, let's do it. And I don't think that's the same for everybody. I think a lot of people struggle with not giving a fuck. And so if you are one of those people who, you know, really struggles with wanting validation from other people or caring too much about what people think. So it inhibits you from your own growth process. Definitely give this book a read. Another book that I really enjoy for self-growth is Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass. It's basically just like the subtle art of not giving a fuck in a self-helpy way, but it's awesome. It's a lot of good encouragement and motivation and basically just kind of makes you realize like, oh, why wouldn't I do this for myself? Next, I want to talk about a podcast that I just adore and sometimes try to emulate on my podcast and just find a lot of inspiration and takeaways from is the skinny confidential. That's like my all time favorite podcast to go to because they always have interesting people on that they're interviewing that I can learn something from. So I really like that podcast specifically for growing and learning and changing my mindset. I think another way that you can grow is to read not only self-help books, but a nonfiction book that can kind of just stimulate your thought and 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 teach you something because I think I think it's important to read books that can just open your eyes to something that you weren't aware of and bring you new perspective and teach you something because if you're spending you know two hours a day for two weeks reading a book don't you want to learn something from it and grow from it another tip that I have is to go on lots of walks so go on a walk and listen to music or listen to a podcast or literally listen to nothing walks are so stimulating for me and I know I talk about this a lot, but I really, really want to hit home with this is like walks are my everything. Like I literally, I grow so much from just a 30 minute walk. It's unreal. The amount of business ideas and content ideas and revelations and 
in conflicts that I've resolved with friendships or relationships that I've just realized while walking, while on a walk is insane. So if you take anything away from this, just stop listening and go on a walk. Do yourself a favor. You know, you'll be surprised. The last tip of mine that I have is to listen and absorb. I think too often we feel like listening always needs to be followed up with a response. And I think that's kind of bullshit. That's the farthest thing from the truth. My favorite way to learn is to listen to other people speak, specifically listen to older individuals speak. I grow so much when I'm just sitting at a dinner table listening to my parents' interesting friends talk. Or like I went and saw Oprah and I mean, she's Oprah. So like the only thing you should do when you're around her is like shut up and just listen. But I'm telling you, like I love hearing people speak because it just facilitates so much introspection and reflection and thinking and just growing in my own mind. So definitely listen more and don't try to have an answer or a response every single time you listen to someone speak. All right, before we wrap up, I want to end on some tips from you guys about self-growth. So I asked you guys on Instagram what your tips were for self-growth, whether it was a resource or a habit or a mantra you tell yourself. So I'm going to read the tips that you guys had. All right, so I told you guys to let me know if you wanted to remain anonymous or you didn't care. And no one really told me. So I'm just going to assume that you guys want to be anonymous because I don't want to shout anybody out and then them be like, actually, I didn't want you to mention my name. So I'm just not going to mention anyone's name. Okay. So the first person says, letting go of your past, it doesn't define you. That is a great way to start in self-growth because like I said, you can't start growing unless you know who you are and you have a foundation of who of who you are and knowing who you are. However, if who you are is tainted by the person that you were in your past, that is not going to be a productive mindset for you. That's not a productive way to start your your growth journey. So I love what this girl said. Don't let your past define you. Start from who you are now and grow from there. So someone says, listening to podcasts every day, reading books, having a simple morning routine every day. Love podcasts, love books. I second that. I also really second having a simple morning routine every single day, but I love that she mentioned the word simple because if your morning routine is too complex, you're not going to stick to it every single day. And I think one of the things that I heard, I don't remember where I heard this, but I heard that the most successful people in this world make their bed every single day. And if that is literally the extent to your morning routine is just getting out of bed and making your bed, so be it. But I love what she said. Make sure you have something every single day that you do. I think it's a really good way to stay disciplined and make you feel good about yourself so that you're more open-minded to growth and changing. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, do I even have a morning routine? (laughs) Oh, I've started reading every single morning when I wake up and not going on my phone. So maybe that's my morning routine. I love this one. Someone says, learning to change your mindset from that'll never happen to me to why not me. I say this all the time. The world, the universe is not against you. It is for you. And if you have the mindset that the world and the universe is against you, you're never going to change and you're never going to grow and you're never going to go anywhere. You got to think that the universe and the world is for you and you got to think, why not me? 
Ooh, this is a good one. Stop following people who don't promote realistic body images. So I think this is a really good example of, you know, this is somebody who has identified what in their life is working and not working. And for them, it's obviously body image. Body image might be a huge thing. It's a big thing for a lot of people. And if you've recognized the fact that, you know, people on Instagram don't necessarily promote the body image that you want to be seeing, the realistic body image, and it's harming your mindset, I think it's so great that, that this person recognized that, but then takes action by unfollowing those people. And I mentioned this in another podcast with Penny Parnovic. We talked about body image a lot in social media and how that kind of goes together. And it's nothing against the person. The person could literally just be posting things that they have no idea is is making somebody feel bad about themselves. But if the posts or the person's page is making you feel bad about yourself, then don't follow them. You're not obligated to. And it doesn't mean that you don't like the person. It just means that they're not serving you right now. Another person said, follow people on social media who uplift you. For example, Chessie King. I actually just had to look this person up because I've never heard of her, but she seems so dope. And I love that. I think it goes so well with the last thing that I just read. Unfollow people who don't make you feel good about yourself. Follow people who uplift you because it's so true. If you're if you're just letting your growth be stunted by the people that you follow on Instagram or social media and every single time you get on your phone it's like you're taking a step back it's like reevaluate the people that you're following and do yourself and your growth a favor and just follow people that make you feel good about yourself and and help you facilitate that growth surround yourself with like-minded people and remove those who aren't true to you this is so important because i think a lot of the reasons that people don't grow as people is because people in their immediate circle don't help them or they don't encourage it or they're negative about the fact that somebody might want to change. Like if you have a friend that doesn't pump you up and basically be your hype person and support you in everything that you want to do, fuck them. Literally, they're not your friend because Every single one of my friends I know wants the best for me and vice versa. And if that's not your reality, change it. Journaling, literally write down faults, dreams, and how to fix or achieve other. Yes, girl, yes. This is what I preach. Freaking journal. And I know a lot of people that are like, I don't want to journal. I'm not a good writer. You don't have to be a good writer. That's not the point. You're not turning this in to get a grade. Like keep a journal by your bed and just it helps you get your thoughts out of your head so that you're not so in your head about shit so that you can actually see things on paper and it becomes more real and tangible for you to see it on on paper so that you can actually achieve it in your own life. And the last tip from my Instagram followers is taking time for personal reflection, who I was a year ago, etc., and seeing good change. That's so important because if you write or you journal and you're self-reflecting a lot, but you're only focusing on the negative, you're not necessarily doing yourself a favor. That's not productive. I know a lot of people to really even grow and change, they need to see some positive and good responses and results. And if you're not focusing on those things, because you will see some good change with even with bad change, if you're choosing to focus on the negative 100% of the time, it's not going to help you. You need to make sure that you're focusing on the good as well. Love that. Thank you guys to everybody who wrote in. That was awesome. I loved reading all of you guys' tips and just getting new perspectives on how you guys work because 
again, that's what I want to do with this podcast is I want to start a conversation. I want to start a dialogue. I want to share and I want people to, you know, be a resource to each other. All right, you guys, that is the end of this episode. If you guys liked it, again, give me a review. Let me know in my DMs on Instagram if you liked the episode. I will absolutely be posting something about this on my feed so you can also comment there. Again, as always, you can find me at JustMans on Instagram or JustMans.com on my blog. And I will see you guys in the next episodes. 